drowned are the words the singer screams And I drink a toast to the ghost of all the things I have seen Cause we are all trying so hard to be all the things that we're not Like pretty and smart and clever and hard When we're all just weak and lost And I am at it again Myself back to sin, and I am at it again, trying to let the demons win. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. I am Nathaniel South, and we are at it again. Oh man, it it was hot. It was hot. It was so hot and uncomfortable all week. And uh, uh, I genuinely felt disgusting uh, most of the week. Uh, uh, insert uh, self-effacing, mildly abusive joke about how I feel mildly disgusting all the time. Um. It was, uh, it was hot. Um, I work, uh, in a, out in a red iron building. So, you know, I'm not exactly in it, in it. There's shade and that is good and great and wonderful. Um, but it is, it is not fun. And I'm sure there's a lot of you listening to this that also uh, uh, deal with the same level of, of not fun and um, so I I feel for y'all uh, it sounds like uh, at least the early early look at next week is gonna be pretty pretty rough also so you know take care of yourself stay hydrated uh, I had a, a very good friend whose uh, AC uh, central air went out in, in their apartment Um in uh that just you know we're we're that uh, that just is miserable and and scary and painful because we're we're approaching a time and a uh, level of degradation of the environment and the ecology where you know it's going to be hard to survive without some of these things we've created um to you know deal with these extreme uh temperatures where uh, uh, human anatomy you know animal anatomy like all all creatures like those those of us the, the these things that are alive like our bodies are so uh, amazing and resilient and powerful and strong and complex and beautiful and are also so fragile and breakable and um, easy to destroy it's it's a it's a crazy thing it's a wild human you know life is wild um 
you know, we're we're gonna you you know you you read the uh, you read the title of the episode, so you know we're gonna talk about probably something Alanis uh, related. But I I briefly wanted to up at the top again implore you all to not let yourself unplug from the moment that we are in. Um. There were some at the moment unverified, but the circumstantial evidence of the moment leans to um, targeted hate crime attacks on, you know, people burning uh, gay pride flags and resulting in houses burning down and, and the such. And, um... I don't really hide much of the fact that I am I am nervous, I am scared. Um Again, I want to encourage everyone to be l- as loud as you feel comfortable with um to be strong with each other. Um to connect, plug into places, uh, you know, uh, here locally we have the LGBT Center, we have uh, Krishna Den, we have uh, The Well, um, and I think these these community spots, these all-ages spots, these, these, these are go- going to continue to be... Um, impossible to explain the importance of uh the need for um so be connected to your community and if you're not in the south bend area if you're listening to this outside of that uh, i encourage you to find your places to connect to to develop the the mutual aid community connection that we are going to need i i think um to survive all of this, um, try and get a good first aid kit, try and learn how to, um, administer that, uh, take a stop the bleed course or look up the many, um, uh, important mutual aid organizations and street medic organizations that have put out stop stuff stuff to teach you how to use a tourniquet and that kind of thing um you know it's a it's a bummer I, i wish i didn't feel like i had to talk about this kind of stuff all the time but um you know i think i do uh yeah uh the uh on a brighter note a personal note uh i forgot to actually mention this last week but um i'm playing a show i'm playing an honest to god motherfucking unplugged rock and roll set uh at the well um it is going to be at the well 
Wednesday, June 29th, uh, doors are at 7. I'm not sure if it's upstairs or downstairs. I think it's going to be downstairs because I I think they're doing um, wrestling up in the big room every Wednesday now. But I could be wrong. Um, it's going to be uh, uh, Moonbasker from uh, Sh- uh, South Bend. Um, who I'm, I'm not very familiar with at the moment, but I'm excited to to get familiar with. Uh, then uh, Bailey uh, is is playing, and she is she is fucking great. Bailey is fucking great. Uh, can't say enough good things about Bailey. Um, and then uh, Honey Seller from Chicago is coming in, and uh, we're gonna we're all gonna play the uh, the uh, the uh, uh, the musics and. I am I'm super excited. Um, if you have a song you want to hear, I don't know if I'm going to play it. Uh, you can message me. I honestly I'm I'm always uh, excited to hear what people want to hear. Um. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm I've got a preliminary set list kind of set up, and um, it really uh, it's a lot of stuff. Uh that we I don't play that loon doesn't play uh often and so I'm I'm excited I'm just excited to play again um we're 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 slowly nibbling our way to a full loon rock and roll show and I'm I'm excited about that it's 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 coming it's going to happen so um yeah I uh I wanted to make sure again uh uh June 29th, that is a Wednesday night. Doors will be at 7 at the well. Um, I think I know what I'm going to be playing, but I'm not going to tell you because you should come and watch the whole thing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, so, let's get into the main topic of the moment. I am going to continue the Warp Tour series, but I wanted to put a pause on it. Um for the moment, uh, I just w- was reminded uh, recently of the uh, jagged uh, little pill documentary. Uh, you know, the, the just it's an Alanis Morissette documentary, but it's specifically about the jagged little pill coming out. And um, I fucking love that record so much. And um, not not had forgotten about it but had you know i listen to a lot of music uh a lot of different kinds of music i actually don't listen to as much music as i did when i was younger um life being what it is uh everything being what it is uh you know you kind of i just don't have much as not uh, as much time especially trying to make my own music uh along the ways but um uh, when I was a kid, uh, I listened to that album constantly, constantly. It came out in 1995. In fact, I have pulled up here the exact date. It came out in June 13th. Yeah, that's that's right, because we just hit the what is it like 25 or 20 year 20 year 25 i don't know 
long fucking time anniversary of, of the album coming out um and and it's an important record you know it's an important pop rock record it it is not you know um i have this this uh it's maybe one of the 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 only truly insightful smart things that i've ever stated that i have not heard exactly said this this way other places which is that the 90s are often blanket talked about as you know all the the decade of alternative rock alt rock or grunge and i don't think grunge exists i don't think that genre exists i i i don't i think alt alternative rock and roll is maybe a better term but not by the time i heard you know the way that we used it, it i don't even think that exists what you had was a lot of very very good rock and roll coming out all at the same time and dominating the 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 radio and the popular zeitgeist but those bands and and musicians were all very 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 different most of the time you know the the big four uh, or five, you know, are that that started out the decade are Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, uh, Soundgarden, and the Smashing Pumpkins. You know, those are <clears throat> maybe the 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 bands of the beginning of the the '90s, and they are all like aggressively different from each other um you know nirvana is just a pop punk band they they they're not just a pop punk band and they're not pop punk in the way that we we know pop punk now um first of all as far as i know uh everybody in nirvana has only dated people of their their own age which is just aggressively anti-pop punk right there um and um uh, the you know it what's a better way but nirvana is not is not pop punk the way that we know it now but it is like it's it's punk it's melodic punk slowed down it you and sometimes not even slowed down but it's very it's very punk rock it's very punk influenced and it's very melodic, you know. That is the the Reese's peanut butter cup of Nirvana. It is it is Beatles songwriting sensibility, with punk rock musical ethos and and sonic uh, palette. Um, Alice in Chains is a fucking metal band. They just are. Um, you have Soundgarden, which is like a you know, you have the singles, you know, but like even Spoonman is one of their singles and like they're like a fucking they're like an art band. They're like a fucking avant-garde noise thing. Um Pearl Jam is just a blues rock band. Uh, you know, I mean a very 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 good blues rock band, but like that's, you know, that's basically what they're doing. They're um in that in that genre. Um my good friend Nat Fitzgerald and I uh, consistently argue about uh, 
the Smashing Pumpkins and what they are. I still think that, you know, there's a large, large, large chunk of their discography that could very easily fit into some sort of metal-esque subgenre. Um, they are definitely also influenced by a lot of goth shit. They're like a goth metal band. They're like a goth metal band that every once in a while gets like shoegazy, like you know, um, and then has like goes on Alex Jones show. So you know, let's all unpack that for a second. Um, uh, also, his his Reverend signature guitars are the ugliest thing Reverend puts out. That's just my opinion too. Reverend makes great guitars. Uh, Billy Corgan designs shitty looking ones. It's just the way it is. Uh, and so you had all of this stuff happening and all of this rock and roll happening. And then in the middle of the decade, when in a decade that is impossible to wrap your brain around how much music is happening in the 90s, you have Alanis Morissette, um, who is this Canadian pop singer but has been dropped by her record label and is kind of go has gone independent um puts out this very rock and roll record but very pop still uh Alanis Morissette writes pop songs like she writes hooks um but that record felt so fucking it was like lightning because it was it was so honest it was so um i don't think confessional is is the right word for all of it but it was just it felt like you were looking at somebody's journal thoughts or having a conversation with a friend who was just really telling you how their life was going and it is also just littered with um, trauma, you know, self-inflicted and externally inflicted. There, Alanis Morissette uh, has been more vocal and more honest about the fact that she started making music when she was 14 and... Or th- no, it was even younger than that. It was like 11 or 12 or 13. She started recording music. And by the time she's 15, almost every male producer she works with uh, has sex with her or tries to. Um, and that's brutal. And I, and, and that's, what I want to talk about a little bit is not Alanis Morissette's um, experience per se, but the nineties. I, uh, you know, you hear pop culture being the way it is now and, and meme culture being the way it is now. It's like only nineties kids will remember this or only eighties kids will remember that. You know, that's not exactly how childhood works. I was born in 1980. 
um, I became a teenager in the 90s. Um, both decades are the foundation of my my life. And <clears throat> and uh, I have talked about and will continue to talk about how shitty not any individual thing was though I will talk about that too but that the culture was and that's what I want to dig in on and 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 show how even somebody who has survived abuse herself and is at 19 giving a real new voice to women and femme folks um, can perpetuate accidentally at, at, at least the kind of toxic bullshit that is just swirling everywhere. I was 15 years old when this album came out. I think I already mentioned that. I can't remember, but I'm 15. Um, 15 year old Nathaniel is in rough shape, is in rough shape. I listen to music all day, every day. Um, the, the Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Bullet with Butterfly Wings, uh, Video comes out later this this very year in 1995. Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness drops at the end of the year. And I skipped school to, to watch that video. Um, it's the only thing keeping me alive uh, is music. The person, though, the, the human being, Nathaniel, is... Um, developing some bad stuff. Um, already uh, stuff I'm not proud of and stuff that I to this day um, continue to try and unpack the way that I view relationships specifically romantic and potential potentially sexual relationships um, the the way that I approach um, my interaction with uh, potential partners. Um, there, there was this ener energy in the 90s. There was this thing in the pop culture that if you were a quote-unquote nice guy, That you would wear down uh, a female person that you were attracted to. And that if you were just n nice over and over and over again. Relentlessly, belligerently nice. That you would find some sort of ha happy ending. Some sort of fairy tale ending. And that is so fucked up. 
that is so fucked up. And it fucked me up. I have pined and... I have large chunks of my life where I lived in that mindset. This very toxic, like, well, I'm just good. And the only reason that um, I'm so good, I'm so uh, loving and caring that the only reason a person isn't with me is because uh, I'm... I'm not attractive and they only want to be with attractive people physically. Um, which is, which is wrong on so, like so many, so many fucking levels. Is it wrong? And, um, I don't, you, I don't even know yet. Like I'm still working through all of this even at 42 that I don't even know exactly how to verbalize to you how it fucked me up and and exactly how to explain it but it it's maybe the most toxic thing about the 90s and 80s that I can remember you you then follow this bouncing ball of bullshit forward and you have the foundation for the incel movement there is no doubt in my mind that if i was me the way that i was as a teenager dropped into the 2000s with the internet and the 4chan and the incel message boards man I am I don't like to think of where that would have gone but I can't escape that thought the reason I hammer all of this shit over and over and over again is because I know and continue to talk about how easily my story could have gone darker and shittier and so I want to one talk about this for for folks out there that have been dealing with assholes like me and let them know that in a world that has for a long time tried to gaslight you into not thinking you were correct in how you felt that you you are we suck and then i also want to keep talking to dudes and be like man you got to kill that dude shit inside your soul man you got to find it you got to fucking kill it cuz it's trying to kill you and is trying to kill the world around you. 
Um, what does this have to do with Alanis Morissette? Well, I'll tell you. Um, and again, I I want to real quick uh, just say that this is a fucking great record, and and there are some really cultural crushing um, messages and ideas that she sings about on this record uh, that are so important. Um, perfect. Um, you ought to know, um, all I really want, uh, you know, hand in my pocket, like, I, it's why the song that I'm going to, we're going to listen to and I'm going to talk about is, is I think so glaring in its problematic nature because it does not, it, it, the rest of the record is so different in its messaging and that song is called head over head over feet um i'm gonna i'm gonna do the thing that i i do uh even though you can very easily understand her her you know what i i'm talking myself out of it i'm just gonna play that song right now we're gonna listen to it and then i'm I'm gonna come back and talk a little bit more about it and and why it fucked up um, you know, Nathaniel, 15 year old Nathaniel, um, and, and such. So, so yeah, he, he, let's, let's listen to it right now. I had no choice but to hear you. You stated your case time and again. I thought about it. I'm not used to lying that you ask how my day was. You've already won me over in spite of me. And don't be alone if I fall head over feet. And don't be surprised if I love you for all that you Followed me whole. You're so much braver than I gave you credit for. That's not lip service. You've already won me over in spite of me. And don't be alone if I fall head over feet. And don't be surprised if I love you for all that you are. Conditional things you held your breath and the door for me. Thanks for your patience.
Best friend with benefits What took me so long I've never felt This healthy before I've never wanted Something rational I am aware now I am aware now You've already won me over In spite of me And don't be alarmed if I fall Head over feet And don't be surprised if I love you For all that you are I couldn't help it It's all your fault You've already won me over In spite of me So, first things first, uh, that is an undeniable banger of a song. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I want to start there personally. Uh, that song fucking rules. It's, it's great. Um, it, it's uh, beautifully written. And uh, what I'm about to talk about briefly... Uh, I also don't want it to come across as like blaming Alanis Morissette um, because it's not. I am not here to judge for for so many reasons uh, what the relationship she was writing about in this song and and what it means to her and what her experience was in in this you know assuming that it's it's a, a a real thing but from what i understand about her writing process is it it probably was because that seems to be you know we're kindred spirits of a sort no that's not true because i write about a lot of fake shit um you know it seems like she's pretty autobiographical these days and, and you know from this album forward you know she writes about shit that's actually happening so if she had a, a an experience with somebody and it was like they were like a good friend or like a nice person that was around and the sexual chemistry or romantic chemistry wasn't there to begin with and then it was, you know, as long as everybody was cool and consenting, that is theoretically, uh, not even theoretically for her, that's perfectly fine. I'm not here to judge that. In 1995, though, on a fucking earth-shattering hit record, the message that that is sending to a a youngin in Indiana who is going to spend the next 
two decades of his life trying to maybe not quite two decades but long long fucking time trying to just find somebody to love him and that 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 him loving them and them loving him will make him feel better about the pain in his soul it's bad it's real bad it's not good um in the, the I mean Alanis is 19 when she fucking wrote recorded this record or put this record out so she was like what fucking 18 when she wrote it like how like how is she i mean she's so obvious like she has to be regurgitating similar bullshit you know like she's not that much older than me like she grew up in the same fucking universe i did and like there's so much uh overlap and and i think that there i think what you can't ignore is there's just an undeniably encouraging of toxic bullshit in there um i had no choice but to hear you you stated your case time and again and i thought about it i mean that's that's Maybe maybe I'm interjecting too much of myself into this song. I don't know. I don't know. I'm really struggling here. Um, more than I thought I would. Because I don't want to blame a human being that I don't know in a situation that I don't know. And the blame isn't even the right. I'm not blaming them. I, there, there was a whole ecosystem that, that created the toxic manhood that we are all dealing with the repercussions of but and I don't want to knowing that and knowing that I think this song especially knowing how I at 15 interpreted this song definitely fits into my personal journey into toxic bullshit before my eventual clawing of my way out of toxic bullshit, or, or I don't think I'm there yet, but my continued journey out of it. You know, you already won me over in spite of me. Don't be alarmed if I fall head over feet. And don't be surprised if I love you for all that you are. I couldn't help it. It's all your fault. It's a beautiful sentiment. Uh, in a very in a in a in a isolated or 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 in a vacuum poetically in practice there are a lot of fucking sex pest fucking creep dudes who call themselves nice guys and think that if they just pester somebody long enough they'll get what they want and i think that i have been that I think I have. At least once in my life. Um, Maybe more. I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I love this record. I even love this song. 
but at 42, I find myself continuing to dismantle and question the building blocks of my own existence. And I I don't know if I'm ever going to get there, you know? Hopefully I uh I at least get to someplace better. Um let's kind of wallow. Let's kind of wallow in how good this record was for a second. We'll kind of come out of the more serious talk and and just kind of I I did want to point this out too of of this record fucking sold so many fucking albums. And Atlantis became a superstar in a decade of real, like just constant important music, and and in a year where, like, I have a I have a the, the wiki pulled up of nineteen ninety five in music, <clears throat> and let me just go through, and I'm not even gonna hit on everything. I'm just I'm just gonna hit on the stuff that that was that was important to fifteen year old me at the time. Um, so we'll just we'll just go through here re- re- real quick, and this is what this is what Alanis released a record into. Like the this is the year in a snapshot. Local H ham fisted. Uh, see here, trying to scroll and Blink One Eighty Two re- uh, releases Cheshire Cat. Um, Jewel releases Pieces of You. That's another fucking album that I was just obsessed with. Fucking obsessed with. Still am. That fucking record is perfect. Perfect. Radiohead The Benz. The Benz was released in 1995. Uh, Goo Doll, A Boy Named Goo. Collective Soul, Collective Soul. Okay. Uh, um, uh, no, no one cares about that. Uh, uh, Silver Chair Frog Stomp. You want to talk about a band I was fucking obsessed with? Little, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, this is the only one I'm gonna I'm gonna mention that 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 15 year old Nathaniel was not ready for, did not know anything about, but is super important. Uh, Wilco AM was was uh, released. That's the debut album from Wilco, released in 1995. We're now into April, June. Sugar Ray's uh, first one. Oh no, I didn't listen to that one. Oh wow, that is a sexist fucking cover. Man, Sugar Ray, you just fucking you are cocaine. Sugar Ray is the cocaine of pop music. They just are cocaine. Uh Oh, white white zombie Astro Creep 2000. I didn't even catch that the first time around. Fuck. Oh, it's so good. I love that record so much. Again, this is all the same year where 
and I'm not even, I'm not even hitting on, I'm, I'm scrolling past a lot of bands that I know of now that I love uh, aggressively. Uh, filters, short bus, ooh, ooh, short bus, hey man, night shot, ah, oh, it's good, oh, it's so good, fuck, I'm gonna mention this one too, Clutch's, Clutch's self-titled came out that year, god damn, that's a good one too, (laughs) squirrel that zippers, the inevitable, yeah, yeah, pump that into my soul, Everclear's Sparkle and Fade. Uh, oh, that record, man. That was a good record. Uh, oh, so good. And this is all in, all in 95, man. Nine Inch Nails, Further Down the Spiral. I, I, I That might have been the first Nails thing I owned. Uh, Pretty Hate Machine, I think, was the first thing I owned of theirs. Uh, Soul Asylum, Let Your Dim Light Shine. Uh, Pennywise, About Time. It's a great Pennywise record. There, then we, that, then thirteen. That, we're just into June thirteenth at this point because there's Alanis Morissette. Then drops it, her record. Um, So much stuff I'm scrolling past that just 15 year old me didn't know. Uh, Neil Young's Mirror Ball um, came out. That's the one he did with Pearl Jam. It's f- fucking great. Fish's Alive one came out in ninety in ninety five. And fuck you, person who just rolled your eyes at Fish. I mean, no, you're you're allowed not to like Fish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just get I just get defensive about Fish. I think people get too like they're, they're good few foo fighters uh, uh self-titled debut came out in 95 uh oh 311's 311 came out in 95 um i guess mxpx's teenage politics came out in 95 yeah, whatever uh i did listen to that when i was like yeah yeah politics smallitics it's so confusing fuck you mxpx fuck you Bloodhound Gangs, use your finger, fingers. Uh, problematic. Yes, eternally. Did did Nathaniel listen to him a lot? Yes, he did. Uh, oh no, that's a re-release. We're not. Nope, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. That was a re re-release. Civ, set your goals, because you know, because. Uh, teenage Nathaniel did not understand genres completely or, or respect them or whatever. I was, I was, uh, again, I was the closest thing. I think Elkhart Baptist Christian school had to an actual punk punk. Like I was probably the closest thing to a punk. Um, and I still listen to like Alanis Marset's jagged little pill. <laughs> so I, you know, Ben Folds Fives self-titled came out so good. Same year. I can't believe all this came out in the same year. It's just daunting. It's just daunting. 
Rancid's out in Outcome the Wolves fucking came out in '95. Jesus Christ. Seven Mary Three is American Standard. Um, that's the one with I have become cumbersome to my girl. That's that one. Um, no. Uh, uh, okay, another another future Nathaniel special mention. Jawbreakers, dear you. Yes, the 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 now classic Dear You came out in 95. Red Hot Chili Peppers One Hot Minute. It's, I fucking love that record. Um some people don't. I I do. I was 15. I fucking love it. This is fun. This is even fun the second time. I'm actually I'm I've already gone through this list once and I've I'm still finding I f- I'm finding stuff this time around that I missed the first time around. Oasis's What's the Story Morning Glory. I mean, the o- Oasis record came out in 95. Um Pose, hello, Green Day's Insomniac. No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom. Garbage is self-titled. Jesus Christ. This is great. This is great radio. Me scrolling and reading long pauses. <laughs> yeah, the Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness. Ozzy Osbourne's Osmosis. Um, Space Hogs, Resident Alien. Marilyn Manson's Smells Like Children. He's a sex. Uh, uh, he's a sexual assaulter, piece of shit. But I did listen to that album a lot. We might be, we might be finally slowing down here. Oh, the Beatles Anthology Volume One, that came out '95. That was that was real good. Uh, Garth Brooks' Fresh Horses came out in '95. I wouldn't I wouldn't catch up to Garth Brooks till uh what is it a year or two after this and they put out the uh greatest hits. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's just like fuck, that's just so much. And again, there's there there are very good bands that I did not mention just because I wasn't listening to them at the time. Like it was a there was a lot going on in um music at the time um yeah yeah, jesus it's um it's so it's so good and um 
you know, I, uh, I, I wish that in a decade that had such great music happening, there wasn't this just inevitable kind of like asterisk or, or, or stain on it too of like, it was also so toxic and, and such a bummer, so unhealthy. So yeah, um, that's, uh, that's my little, that's my little spiel, my little deep dive into one song on, uh, a very good record and, and still once again, a very good song, but, um, I, I encourage you friend, um, to dig inside of yourself and to continue to, um, question what you think people owe you and why you think they owe it to you and why you are motivated to do what you do. I think sex and sexuality and relationships and romantic stuff is all beautiful and important and flirting and fucking and making out and doing all of these things that make life beautiful and wonderful are great but they're only great if you treat them with the way they need to be treated if you are healthy and if you are loving and caring and giving and centered on the correct things and if you are trying to conquer or control or capture or fill um, a hole inside of yourself then then they're not beautiful anymore they're inevitably going to lead to abuse and pain and darkness and um you know, that's bad. So this has been our episode for today. Um, listen to some, listen to some cool nineties music, yo. Just, just do it. Um, there's, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, listen to tragic kingdom. I was spinning that yesterday and fuck that album fucks so hard. Just so good. Um, uh, and, uh, hopefully I'll see you on the 29th at the well and we can sing some songs together. You know, that would be really cool. Uh, I love you very much. Uh, Loon, the band loves you very much. Uh, be anti-fascist and anti-racist. Be pro black and brown. Be pro trans and queer. Uh, be, be a feminist. Uh, gender is a myth and a lie. It is a construct, a box that was created by society to control us and chain us. Break those chains and free yourself. And in freeing yourself, free the world. Until next time.